This is CliffCentral.com. Well, hello, 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 and a very, very warm welcome to Beyond Ears and Eyes here on Cliff Central. And as always, it's a pleasure to be here with you. So if you do have, um, you know, anything to say, please go to our Facebook page, Beyond Ears and Eyes. Join us, like the page, get a little bit of information, give us your ideas, etc. etc. And um, shall I do our Twitter handles? Well, Shemaine, <laughs> you know, there are some listeners... <laughs> who have not had the pleasure of meeting you before. So um, please tell them who you are. <laughs> How should I do that? <laughs> I'm so used to, you know, like, you know, people tuning in and already knowing. So, yeah, I'm Shemaine Harris. And, um, yeah, well, hopefully you're going to share our podcast um, and, you know, let friends and family know that there is some alternative information in there. Whether you agree or not, that's not the point. But the point is, you know, it always stretches one's um, capacity to think when you are confronted with new information. So Twitter handle, Shemaine H. That's it. Liesl. And at Liesl Tom. Mm-hmm. And then what other? Facebook, Twitter? Yeah, I think that covers it. Yeah, I have Instagram, but I never use it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Liesl Tom, and it's my absolute pleasure to be with you once again. And we have an amazing guest. I'm starting to sound like Shemaine. We have an amazing <laughs> guest on the show today. Okay, disclaimer. I know this lady very well, and I have just returned from the most amazing trip with her. And when I told Shemaine about this, she said, no, we definitely, this is something we have to share with our listeners. Because it is about connecting with source, God, whichever label you feel comfortable using, by connecting with nature. And our guest is Sal Rue, who often invites, especially people from America, to come over and connect with their inner selves in nature. Hi, Sal. Hi, how are you? We're lovely. Thank you for joining us. Awesome. Uh, lovely hi, to be here. Hi, Sal. Good to meet you. Hello, Shemaine. Lovely to meet you, too. So, I really, you know, like as Liesl said, I just heard the thing and I was like, oh, that's good. You know, what you guys are doing is incredibly good because I, I, I do believe that's an alternate form of healing. Um, but before we go into, you know, the what it is and where it started, I'd like to know about, because uh, Liesl just said that um, overseas people, um, you do this for overseas people. Do you find that people um, who are not African have more of an appreciation for this kind of healing that is almost like uh, exclusively African, really, because, you know, some of our animals you don't get anywhere other than in zoos and you know, stuff like that. Do you find they have a, a better grasp for for how we can connect with our, our, our soil? You know, Shemaine, I don't, I don't believe that's necessarily true. I think that anybody who's born in Africa or who has Africa born in them automatically connects. Mm-hmm. We connect with source. We connect with all that's around us. And I think the majority of us, have a much deeper appreciation of where we are and why we are here. Mm. Overseas people tend and uh, tend to sort of seek it out because their lives are governed in a totally different way. It's a humdrum. It's 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 a pacey. Mm. It's a it's a financially driven. It's a stressful environment that 
um, a lot of people are living in at the moment. The, 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 the African person per se manages to connect, and particularly the rural people, they have mm. an absolutely wonderful, wonderful, wonderful way of being. Mm-hmm. One, one of the things now that you mentioned that, that I remember seeing as, uh, you know, growing up, and I still see it now in the city every now and again, but I mean, I, I kind of think I know where that comes from, is um, people just lying on the grass or on the on the ground, you know, when they're tired, when they're resting, somewhere on the street, and it doesn't matter. And I realized after, I don't know, a, a long time that that is actually very good for you as a, you know, for your body for your you know your state of being and i never really thought anything of it but yeah so i i, I hear what you're saying there's an uh, yeah. an, an instinctive connectedness and it's also, you know, we as South Africans particularly, we have so many nature reserves. Even if it's not a big five reserve, mm-hmm. we can pop into a nature reserve within an hour. Whereas many of the, 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 the guests that Sal has had over, over the years don't have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Am I right, Sal? I think you're absolutely correct. They don't have it. There is obviously the pull of the unique animals, you know, our big five or further up in Africa, the gorillas, the wonderful primates that they have up there, um, the amazing ocean life we have. There is that pull. Um, but there's also that, and you cannot, It's a, it, the, the French would have the lovely word, je ne sais quoi, you can't really describe it. Um, Africa calls because if you ever observe or go to space, and obviously none of us have done that, but I've read that if you go to space and you look down from space, you can actually see the cleft of the great river, of the great rift valley um, from from outer space. And that, of course, drifts all the way down from Uganda where you've got the Albertine Rift right the way through the great rift um, through Kenya, all the way down to source, and it looks very, very much like it ends, of course, in southern Africa or South Africa. And, it, and, and if you look at it, it looks like the birth canal of the earth, of mankind. And we, I think, oh, wow. instinctively wow. are drawn to coming home. Yes, well, it has been proven, although there are still some people who want to debate this, but Africa and southern Africa is accepted as the birthplace of, of mankind. Oh, that's another topic. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we're not going, we're not we're going not into that. that one. But what, what is it that you do, Sal? Do, just give us an, an um, you know, a little bit of, yeah, right, really. What? What, what, what do you do? What are these, um, what are these, can I, is it uh, retreats all about? Um, so yeah, what, we yeah. call them retreats for lack of a better term. It's mm. like, Sal? So? Yes, no, you're absolutely right. We call it, we'd call it a retreat because I think that comes from the terminology that we want to retreat from that which doesn't serve us and try and connect with that which does. And I believe that's why the word retreat is used, um, amongst my friends anyway. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. it's, it's really a connection. So because I've spent many, many years, the last 20 plus years in the bush and have taken that as to, to, to a great level, having not only been blessed enough, and I do say blessed because not everybody has had the privilege that I've had 
of being able to go into some of these absolutely unique places in Africa. But I've taken it a step further in that I was so passionate about it that I started doing tracking and um, oh, did wow. tracking signs and then started also trying to trail. I'm, I'm not good at that, but tracking, yeah, I managed to get, I managed to do that and get accredited in that. Um, and things like that have been very, very meaningful for me. And I realized that as a writer, I am a writer. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I find it easier to write than to talk. Um, but as, You're doing as good a, now, though. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's a first. So there could be stuttering and umming and aahing, which is perfectly fine. Uh-huh, it is. But as a, as, as, a, as, as a writer, I've been very much drawn to that sense of silence. And Africa and the bush, um, as you said, even lying on your back in the grass, mm-hmm. if you drop into a, a place of absolute silence, you hear we tend never to listen. We spend our lives thinking about how we're going to answer questions or how we're going to say something. We don't actually take the time to spend listening. So mm. authentic listening. Mm. We, as I say, we're so busy, sort of, it all goes back to us and me and how, how am I going to sound and how's it going to be for other people? How are they going to perceive me? Mm. When you go into the bush, it's the most incredible equalizer. You, and God's absolute, or if you believe in, you know, the universe's creation is right there, be it a butterfly. And there is so much beauty around us. Mm-hmm. We, there is so much beauty everywhere we look. And if we just spent the time, we'd see it. Right. So you say you, you, you're a tracker. Did, um, uh, do you also give lessons now? Because. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. The tracker, they're the expert trackers out there, some amazing people. But I took being in the bush a step further and uh-huh. because it's not only what we, what we see. So you might be in the bush and you'll be sitting on a game viewer. You'll see a lion and you'll see an elephant. You'll see the big five. You'll see the small five or whatever it is you're looking for. You might be birding. Tracking adds a new dimension. Uh-huh. You're, you're on the ground. You're following tracks. You're interpreting I call it the dance of wildlife. You're interpreting the dance of animals. So you might not see anything, like you might not see a lion walking past, but you can see his pug marks. Hmm. So you would be able to say, well, that was a male lion or a female lion. You'd be able to say which poor it was. You'd be able to say where his scent mark. And so it's tracks and signs of the bush, of what happens so often at night. Sell, sell. I'm so sorry. I want to jump in here because yeah. while Shemaine, she does not offer formal classes, but she is so passionate about tracking that anyone who's ever spent time with Sal will have a rudimentary idea of tracking wow. because she will call you down from that vehicle and ask you what animal was this? What do you think? And mm. I have to say, her passion is quite catching. Um, I, 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 can, I can recognize a few tracks now. Can but Sal, you? Um, you know, also as a, as, a, as a life coach, tracking as an analogy for, for finding your happiness is also a, a thing, isn't it? I think you're absolutely correct, Liesl, yes. Um, that's true. We we all should be tracking our own happiness. I mean, nobody else can make us happy except ourselves. Mm. 
That is so great. I mean, I, I never thought of it, but now as Liesl saying that, I'm actually, um, um, you know, you know how pictures work. You know, you mm. suddenly you see three different types of, 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 um, Paw prints and you go mm-hmm. like, okay, that thing and that thing and that thing in your life. So, and then which one would you, oh, it's beautiful. And, and it's beautiful the way you put it. Also, Tracking in your life. No, but also if you are looking for happiness, if mm-hmm. you're in a place where you are not happy, uh-huh. you know which you port to take out. You, you go back to the last time I was happy. You mm-hmm. take the track of your life back. To where you were happy the last time Because Sal, that's also the way when, when, when you track animals When you lose that animal Isn't that what you do? You go back to the last time you spotted him Exactly right you'll, So you'll go back to the last track if, you are, if you're trailing or following an animal You'll go back to the last track Definite track you have of it Exactly right How does that help with finding him presently? Well, we're still on the same analogy as well You know yes. I imagine we are. Yes, we are. And I, I think that, you know, if you will know instinctively, you will know eternally, internally and eternally, because happiness is an eternal thing. Mm. You mm. will know that when you are happy. And if you go back to a situation or a place or somewhere within yourself that makes you authentically happy, makes you feel absolutely this is right and this is right for me because that is what is relevant. It's got to be right for you. If it's right for you, guaranteed, 99, you know, guaranteed, it's going to be right for those around you. When it's wrong for you, it's going to be absolutely discombobulated for those around you. So you'll go back to a situation or to an environment, something that you know serves you. And if that serves you, the same as you'll go back to that track. You go back onto that track. And you build on that. A situation is never, ever going to be altered. You go into the bush, you know, another analogy, you go into the bush and you can sit on the back of a game view and you can watch a lion stalk an impala. So you've got three, three seats on an open game view. The guys in the front of the seat are watching this. And I promise you there's one guy, he's got his fists in the air, he's pumping the air, he's jumping up and up. Yes, I'm about to see a kill. It's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. The guy in the middle seat could well be sitting there thinking, oh, no, Mm -hmm. I cannot witness this. I cannot watch something die. I know this is going to happen. I can't look. Mm -hmm. The guy in the back seat could turn around and say, this is a respectful exchange. The Mm -hmm. one is going to give up its life for the other. So the situation is always the same. And in the bush, it's a fabulous place to remember that. It's merely our perception of it that changes at any given time. Sal, a word that you just used, and, and it's a word that you use often, I, I'm not sure you're aware of it, you might be, is authenticity, your authentic self. Won't you tell us more, uh, what does that mean? I think as a life coach, and I think we all realize that we have a social self and an essential self. The social self is what I want you to see of me because we're all ego-driven. Your essential self is who you really are. So if I ask you, hi, Liesl, tell me about yourself. You might say, hi, Sal, I'm married to David and da-da-da, and this is what I do and so on and so forth. That's your essential self nowhere in view. All that is is your social self. You're telling me what you believe I need to hear. If I ask for you to give me 
hi, Liesl, let's do this again. You could say, hi, Sal, I'm warm, I'm a passionate mum, I'm a wonderful wife, I love this, I do that, I respond to these things, I'm very giving. That is your essential self or your authentic self. That's who you are. It's not who you're putting out there for other people to see. And our authentic selves, we don't share that with other people so readily, do we? We don't. And I think we don't because we, we're very scared of being judged. The same as if you judge anybody. Mm. I, or we judge. We always, I try to try. I'm really at my age of 67 and I, I'm trying not to judge people. Um, I, I, but I, one still does it. But if you judge somebody, I, I, I realize that all we're doing is reaffirming how good we or great we are in judgment because if it's a negative judgment, we are just sort of boosting ourselves. Oh gosh, so-and-so has got this or that and that. It's something you might, you might not have. Um, so you'll judge them on it so you can boost the boost that one part of you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that, that actually shows where you're at or, or where you're lacking. Yeah. If, if yeah. one can say that, but um, you also spoke about authentic happiness. What is that? Mm. I think happiness is a state of being. Mm-hmm. Nobody makes you happy. You make yourself happy. It's just like beauty is a state of observing and a state of feeling. Um, it's it, Somebody can't suddenly turn around and say, wow, isn't that, that is beautiful because A, B, C, D. Beauty is something that automatically connects with you, something that is so perfectly formed or so miraculously created that it leaves you literally without breath. So it's breathtaking. Mm. The inside of a shell is absolutely perfectly formed. If you ever take a look at any of these shells, you will see the magic of colors, Mm. a butterfly's wings, the detail. Mm. Man can't recreate this, but we can observe it and we can enjoy it. And that to me is amazing happiness. Mm. And the, the, the happiness of observing and of being aware that we are surrounded by incredible beauty. Mm. And that you drop into a space of silence and you can feel happiness. You can actually feel it in waves of, 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 of something really, really special. Mm. And when you're in the bush, you feel it even more so because you are in a space of silence. You're not listening to words. You are allowing yourself to connect with Really, what is, as I say, a, a universal, a God-given, whoever you believe in, right. gift to us all. And for you, Lee, what is happiness? What's authentic happiness if you, if you go into your pockets? For me, happiness is a sense of deep-rooted well-being. When you feel connected with any everyone around you and everything around you. Mm. And that is why this experience was so profound because you stopped worrying or I stopped worrying about the things that are happening in my normal life. It, it mm. was almost as if I stepped into this magical world where nothing else mattered except all the animals and nature and the people I were with. What's it for you, Shemaini? What is happiness for you? Um, it's to, okay. It's kind of like a, it's, it's, for me, happiness is, it's, it's not about, um, you know, what's happening 
externally. It's about what's happening internally. So it's about accepting the, um, the chaos and seeing it for what it is and accepting the joy and seeing it for what it is. And, and neither of them have um, you know, so, so if my state of being is at peace, so if, how can I put this? So even if I'm sad, that, that's okay. You know what I mean? I don't see a bit of sadness doing my whole life, you know, so I don't hang everything around that. Um, so for me, being happy is taking the state that you're in and looking at it for what it, or, you know, experiencing it for what it is, but it doesn't, um, I don't know. It's it's um, like um, like Sal said. It it's not an external, you know. Mm. It's internal, going out so from the so, inside, from, outside. From, yes. Yeah. So 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 people ask you, so how are you? And you know you're sad, but you know you're fine. Your world is right. You know you you're able to sleep well. You have integrity. You do the right thing according to what you think to to others. You know and you, yeah. So you're kind. So yeah, so happiness for me, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's like in the simple things, you know, and part of the simple things is recognizing that you're, you're at peace and, yeah, I don't know, that's long winded because, but what I actually want to go to is what happens on these trips because you started to talk about, you know, what, or your experience on the trips. Or on the trip. So Sal, I want to know what, what is this trip? Please tell us about the trip. What's it called? Or, or, or the, um, the, 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 the retreat. What's it, uh, what is it called? Well, what we, what we normally do, and I loved your, your, your expression, by the way, that happiness actually is recognition. Ah, thank you. You know, that is what it is because happiness is recognition. It's a recognition of something that's right for you. Mm -hmm. That's really, no matter which way we look at it, no matter what is right for you, that's it. Mm. What we, what we, what we do and have been doing for many years is that I have, like, like Liesl, a large circle of friends, a lot of them through the life coaching community. I have some through my writing community, whatever it might be. And we have decided that, uh, again, Africa is, is a place to connect and, and we've gone to, Weird and wonderful places together. Mm -hmm. So we've gone to like the Maasai Mara. And uh, oh, okay. So this 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 trip is not uh, space specific. Uh -uh. Ah, ah, yummy. Specific. So it can it, <laughs> you it can be anywhere. I've, we've gone we've gone we've gone to Bwindi, impenetrable forest, and I've had a gorilla lean against me. Oh. We've gone we've gone to. Um, Lake Maga, we've gone to Magahinga, which is on the border of the Congo and on the border of, um, Uganda mm -hmm. and the border of Rwanda. And we've watched golden monkeys shriek up in the bamboo and exactly at 12 o'clock, um, the, the leader, and he's an alpha male because in most, most of the primates, the, you know, like in the vervet, the, it's a female who leads the, leads the, the troop. So it's, it's a matriarch. Wow. But this, well, well, you know what females are really great at leading. <laughs> and and exactly at midday he called and all the golden monkeys came out of the bamboo and out of the tree canopy and they came down and they rested. Hmm. So it's a it's it's we, we will wherever we can find and get together a group of people, we're going to we will go and we will do it. Um, whether it's um, in Mana Pools, whether it's at, up, up Pinda. We love Pinda. Pinda's close to my home. It's my second home, and we love it. 
So Pinda would be a place that we will go and we'll gather. And how we kind of do, we get together and we all just meet up and then we will set five nights. It's normally five or six nights. And we will drop into that space of silence as much as we can. So we try, like we will always try and be in a place where it's not a busy kind of lodge, where you've got a lot of extraneous um, activity and noise. Mm-hmm. We always, so we try and keep it nice and quiet, as Lisa will tell you. And we set aside the first 20 minutes of our drive, our game drive, and they're usually two, or, two a day in some cases, an all-day drive, but in total silence. And the reason we do this is so that we give ourselves an opportunity to set an intention of what we might like to see or what we might like to experience or what we might like to feel. Um, we can connect on a much deeper level with space and the place because, of course, the bush is a sacred space for me. So I'm assuming – I always assume everyone else sees it straight away. They might not, of course. Just uh, yeah, before so – how- Oh, cool. Before you go on, because I'd, I'd still like to know is, um, more, but uh, we've got a funny sound on on your side. Is there is there like a, a pet animal that's that's no, doing strange dead, uh, sounds? Dead is Absolutely it? silent in my office. Not, a, not All my animals are locked outside. Okay. Because, you know, also like when you're in the heat and you, you hear the sun and the sun and then you mm. hear the crickets go, go mm-hmm. it's kind of like that kind of sound. Um, not my side. Okay. No. All right. That's that's great. I just wanted to know. So, so Liesl's gone to to hook us up with some some you know um, information just in case for anyone who's listening and you kind of like thinking what is that sound all about? A, like a click. Pardon. I can also hear. I can hear a click as well when you when you speak. I heard a slight click on the line. Oh, is it? Ach, you know mm-hmm. what? Maybe it's just our line. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just our line, but you're you're saying that on on some of these days you go a whole day without um you know talking you you, you or that's what I no. heard you drive no, no. it could drive for the whole day and then you're quiet. We'll only be quiet for the first twenty minutes because oh. no only for the first twenty minutes and the, the 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 delight the absolute joy and delight of doing these sort of things is that you you can set an intention you know you know we're powerfully connected we connected with everything on an energetic level so we'll set a connection to see an elephant ah an elephant will suddenly sort of come over the horizon or something or we'll set an intention for honey badgers and suddenly they'll rock up here oh, or wow. mating leopards or whatever it is so you can we set intentions and it's not it's not it's not a communal intention. It'll be an individual one. I might wish to see a, an arena trogan, which is a beautiful green bird who always presents his back uh-huh. and has the most amazing scarlet chest. Uh-huh. So you never realize the great beauty because he only chooses to show you one side of him. So we learn from the bush all the time. I mean that's a case in point. How many people do we meet that will only show their green back and never show their magnificent red chest? Uh-huh. So I love the way you use the animals as kind of tools, coaching tools to explain to people, uh, you know, all kinds of wonderful, wise lessons. When we were on the Game Viewer one day, Shemaine, Sal said to one of the other coaches, be like the giraffe. If you look at the giraffe, it has a different perspective because it is higher up. And I, I really like that, Sal. You do that all the time. Do you know that? 
Yes, I think because I think that's what the animals are telling us. Um, this is exactly what they what, what they're telling us. It's like if a lion, for argument's sake, decides to take down an antelope and it misses, but it chases the antelope and it misses. The first thing that antelope does, as we all know, is goes and he shakes or she mm. shakes and he gets rid of everything. We as human beings tend not to do this. If we have been in a, in a state where we've been put under threat or we perceive it as to be under threat, we will obsess about this forevermore. Uh, we just can never let it go. That animal physically shakes it out mm. and um, doesn't sit there and the next morning wakes up and, 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 and sort of says, oh, gosh, where's that lion who's coming to get me again? They don't think like that. Mm-hmm. So, so this is also one of the topics we had on on the show, and it was called uh, TRE trauma releasing exercises. Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah. So, so it just reminds me again because for for a while I I even forgot, you know, where, when you've had or you have experienced trauma that you can actually induce it yourself. Um, yes. you, just shake it out. Just shake Absolutely. it out. Shake it you off, like that song. Yeah, that's exactly what you do. You shake it out. It's exactly, exactly right. And, and any of my coaching cases where, or when coaching experiences, I've often said to people who have been traumatized, just even climb into the nearest cloakroom and, and shake like crazy. Nobody just shut the door and shake. You know, that's what's very, very relevant and important. So how nuts do your friends think you are? (laughs) (laughs) Totally nuts. Totally. But that's absolutely fine. I really don't mind. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. It's wonderful. One should never be too sort of sane, let's be honest. Right. Be. Uh-huh. Sane people are boring. We, we, yeah, we, we. yeah. So one of the things you do every single day is to create your day. I do. Won't you share that with us and tell us what, what, what that's about? One of the things when I create my day, for me, there, there are three things that are really very important. The one is to try and visualize a world that looks more, looks more fair, that looks kinder, is more gentle. So refugees, I like, and I do, and I re- repeat it. So refugees have come into this country. I, I, I try and see them as I create this day in a safe space where they've been accepted and they haven't been hounded and they haven't been um, abused and they haven't been tormented, but they're actually allowed to make a life for themselves because we surely, all of us, are allowed mm-hmm. our space in the sun. And another thing that I do is I try and also will try and see a, a safe space for animals as well so that mm-hmm. we have preservation and we have treating light, we are treating lightly on this earth as opposed to decimating and trophy hunting and murdering things, you know, we have no right to take a life. Mm-hmm. And so I try and see a gentle, a more gentle place. And so there's something for our children. And the other thing I do when I create my day is I connect with people that are no longer in my life mm-hmm. who have passed on my son, one of my, my eldest son died, but my son, even my parents, um, you know, and I, and even my do- beloved dogs and I could connect with them and I just, touch base and just say hi because that for me is an affirmation that this is not all we have and it's not only about this earth, it's more to it. But I try and create a day in my creating my day, a world that for me is kinder, 
is more gentle and is certainly safer for, for all of us. That's what I do. So, Lee, did you find that doing this trip um, grounded you spiritually, connected you to um, to source, if I can put it that way, and, and, you know, like where you go from a space of healing out? Because that's what it sounds like she, uh, Sal is talking about. So it sounds like you're moving from a space of healing out. And, and, and you know, you've just done the trip not too long ago. So I'm just wondering how you're feeling and, you know. It connected me to myself first. And to to source um, to God, but it also I, I said to David before I went, it feels David's as the if, husband. People, <laughs> <laughs> I said to him before I went that it feels like my soul needs a good wash. Mm. It feels like I need a cleansing, and that is exactly what I got. Mm. Afterwards, I felt connected and refreshed and peaceful and 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 I have to say um I might might even say a little bit more wise thanks to to sell hmm. so peaceful I and you say thanks to africa no <laughs> and and do you still feel at peace i do i do mm-hmm. and in those moments when uh, you know, things are getting a bit hectic and, and, and you lose that connection. Mm. It's like with the tracking, you just go back to mm. the last time. And luckily for me, the last time I felt calm and at peace mm. was just a couple of weeks ago. So I can easily place myself back in that space mm-hmm. and that peace just washes over me and, and, and calms me. And yes, it did ground me. I do not think that we can spend time in nature without it us. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're talking about the tracking again, and this is one of the questions that I did want to ask Sal. Um, when you, you know, rather, let me say it this way. What does it do for you um, when you um, do the tracking? What, what happens? What opens up inside of you when you track animal what well, firstly, first you might, Prince. Yeah, yeah, it's the spore, Prince. Mm-hmm. Firstly, when I know I'm going to track anything, my heart expands. Um, I, it's a physical feeling. I can actually feel my heart expanding because it's a privilege. Mm-hmm. And it's a privilege not given to very many people. Um, secondly, when you follow an animal, it, you never walk in an animal's track. It's a very wise and a very outstanding tracker by the name of Renius and Flongor always said to me when he saw me once trailing an animal and he said to me, "Uh uh-uh, you don't respect this animal. You're walking in its tracks. You walk Mm. alongside its tracks. Oh, wow. That's respectful. So you feel a sense of, 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 of humility and respect. The fact that you... It's an ancient art. It's an art form, as you know. The, the original trackers, say, like the Bushmen and that, who used to single out the, 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 and identify the tracks of one animal. Mm-hmm. And then they would follow that animal for days until it was so exhausted they could take it out to feed their family. That's an ex- respectful exchange. Mm-hmm. One person has given up its life and somebody else, a whole lot of others, have been fed. It's a respectful interchange mm-hmm. and exchange 
it's not cruel. It's 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 not horrible. It it's it's done the way we should all be living our lives. Mm-hmm. We should be respectful of every living thing. And tracking makes me very very respectful mm-hmm. of all these sentient beings. I mean, the elephant is a matriarchal society with the most unbelievably unbelievably strong family bonds. If we could just spend an hour or two in the company of a herd of elephant, you and I would go back and treat our families much, much, much more differently. We would be much more sympathetic and compassionate Mm. with those we love. Yeah, so tracking, following the steps of an elephant that size, uh, identifying his tracks. I feel a heart expansion. I feel privileged. I feel humbled. And you know what? I feel absolutely overjoyed. Mm-hmm. I could jump in the air and, you know, I, it just puts a smile all over my face. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and she does. It does put a smile. <laughs> I do love it. So yeah. that, that, that heart expansion, mm-hmm. that is the way of communicating with it's 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 the first thing they teach you when you do interspecies communication Correct. is that is how you make that connection now you've you've spent hours and days on foot in the wild have you ever come across a situation which could have potentially been threatening but because of that heart connection you knew it wasn't i think from the outset it's it's important that as I'm not, I'm not a ranger and I'm not a licensed tracker, I can't just leap off the vehicle and go trotting off on my own. That is not allowed. Um, I think there would be lawsuits from left, right and center should anything ever go wrong. So I have been blessed to have a mentor in the, he's a lovely, lovely Zulu gentleman by the name of Dumi Kwabe. And I didn't, can't get that quite right. So well, let's get Dumi's name right. And to answer your question, Dumi and I have never, and I've spent, as you say, yes, hours and hours walking with him amongst many others, but with him, he's never, because he is a totally instinctive uh, ranger and totally instinctive tracker, everything that Dumi does, he almost can foresee if there's going to be an animal or foresee a situation that could go horribly wrong. So uh, that heart expansion, I believe he has it, yes. And I think you're absolutely right. He obviously has it because he is almost communing. In fact, he does. He communes on an almost cellular level with all that is around him. So he will not only even, he doesn't even have to read an animal from a distance. He almost knows if an animal is going to behave, sort of maybe get frightened or maybe want to charge us. I mean, We've had we've we've had black rhino walked into black rhino um, before that we sort of surprised because they were way in front of us, but it was not a dangerous situation because of the way he acted and reacted. But I believe that he walks through the bush with a total heart expansion and a total communication with all around him. When you're in the bush, you're silent, so you rely on all your other senses, which for the majority human beings have dropped. So hearing becomes acute, vision much more acute, a sense of smell, a sense of just awareness. So yeah, I have a friend, Alex Van den Heerfer, who's 
one of the best trackers in the in the country. And he says that he almost feels when he is hot on a track, he almost his body actually changes completely. So yes, there 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 are definitely ways that when you are totally in tune with animals, you you would be you would have a warning. Alex, for argument's sake, if he sees a snake. Before he sees a snake, he ha- his body will warn him that there is a snake in front of him and he'll jump. Yeah, yeah and he is that in tune. So, and I know that, I know Jimmy is as well. So yes, you, you would. Yes, I think I, I'd love to say, yeah, I feel exactly the same, but I think I got to be a bit more humble about that one. Um, the guys with me normally, <laughs> normally forewarn me before I do it. So, so I don't, I'm that level yet. No. Shemaine, I have to tell you about this one track we did with Dumi. Uh-huh. So we decided we want to see a leopard. And Dumi tracked that leopard for three and a half hours. Wow. The last half hour, he left us on the vehicle and he went off on foot with his uh, teammate. So the two of them left us in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Now we are bored. I mean, there's only so much you can do in a, in a game viewer. And in the distance, we noticed uh, a group of giraffes. What do you call a group of giraffes, Sal? A journey. We noticed a journey of giraffe. On our journey. And, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and Sal and I looked at each other and we said, let's call them. Mm. And sure as Bob, those giraffes started moving towards us. Mm-hmm. They didn't walk straight for us. They would take two steps and stand still and look, and then the next one would come three steps and mm-hmm. look. But we have we had half an hour. Mm-hmm. So by the time Doomy came back, there were 11 giraffes wow. making their way to the vehicle. And when we drove off, when he found the leopard and we drove to mm-hmm. where he had last seen it, there were three more giraffes coming from a different direction <laughs> to join us. So we really did call a journey of giraffes on our journey. And then when we drove to find this leopard, he was waiting in the road for us Aww. and walked in front of us. For Sweetheart. It was phenomenal. But that connection with the giraffes was, it was Amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> she's, she's, I, I don't know. She, I can't see her toes, but I'm sure it was good about, it's about to curl when she's doing that. But you, you were also talk, you were talking about your friend, Alex, um, the, 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 the tracker. Mm. And, um, you know, like five seconds before he sees a snake, he'll, he'll know. So, you know, there's a study that came out that our hearts know five seconds before our brain. What's 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 around the corner? Have you heard of that? Well, I've, I I have heard that, and I'm, I'm most probably I I shouldn't really be quoted on this because I'm going to get the, the the stats wrong. But I do know that your brain processes whatever it is forty bits of information a second, but your body processes something like a million. So wow. yeah, I know about that. It's absolutely true. You see, this is where we've got to stop the brain, and we've just got to be. That's the difference. There's a, there's a story about a group of Native American trackers that they enlisted in the army. Mm-hmm. And these guys were phenomenal. They were such great trackers. Mm-hmm. And then when they were enlisted, their hair was cut off and they could not track at all. Wow. And then they started doing studies and they found out that 
the hair plays a role in that, in that sixth sense. So now the Native American trackers don't need to cut their hair. I don't know if it's a true story. I read it on the Internet, and not everything we read on the uh-huh. Internet is true. But I'd like to believe that. I'd like to believe that our bodies are so amazing mm-hmm. that it can sense things through something as silly as hair. Mm-hmm. So I was, as you were talking about it, I actually thought maybe they use their pineal gland uh, extensively, you know, where that in, in where you can see. You know, I don't, I don't know how else to put it. It sounds a bit woo-woo. But, no, but, but woo-woo, woo-woo is where we operate, Shemaine. I know. Woo-woo is where we operate. So you can, you can jump in here anytime, you, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I think... Yeah, woo-woo, I think, is absolutely right. And I think, and I think, I, I, I think, I think you're so right because this idea of woo-woo and the idea of, 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 of nature, we, we're as people of fumbling along here. I mean, you know, we think we know it all. We've developed this. We've, de- we've designed that. We've sort of created all of this. And you know what? We've destroyed so much in that process. Mm. Animals always look sublimely and serenely at peace. Mm. Well, not, not if you're stalking, not if you're being stalked, maybe not. That's sure. maybe not true. But there's, but there's this, you get the overall sense of, of peace and of harmony, even in a discordant situation with animals. Mm. But Sal, isn't it because animals are living in this exact moment? They do not worry about yesterday and they, they're not concerned about tomorrow. Well, they can't worry about yesterday, as we said, like the little, the little impala. They are present. Mm-hmm. And that is it. They are a present to us as well. So we should always be present. We only have now. I mean, you know, um, wasn't it Byron Katie? I think she was the one who said, um, you know, can I trade this moment for something? No, of course I, no, mm-hmm. of course I won't trade this moment for anything. I can't. And it's absolutely right. We can't trade this moment for anything. And, and, and I think the thing that we should live on, and really my favorite saying of all, um, um, is Lao Chao, and I can never pronounce it, but he's spelt L-A-O-T-Z-U, as you know. And that Lao is all, mm-hmm. Lao Tzu, yeah. In the pursuit of knowledge, every day something is added, but in the pursuit of enlightenment, every day something is dropped. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something I've lived my life by for many years now, and I think that's very, very real is that we're so busy trying to add to, to what we have instead of trying to drop, drop and shake it off and just reconnect and just be again. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did either of you, when were you last, we lost, when was I lost? I be. I don't know what the correct English for that is because there's no word, but when did you be as opposed to when were you the reflection of somebody else or the, this or the, that? When or, were you? Or- you know, we are, we are supposed to be human beings, but we are always doing. So in that process, we, we become human doings instead of right. beings. Mm-hmm. Correct. Absolutely correct, you know. So um, h- how has this deep connection and love you have for nature contributed to your coaching practice? I, my coaching, my coaching per se is a somewhat 
it's a somewhat inter- intermittent thing in that I, I, I spend spend my days doing what gives me great pleasure. Mm-hmm. And if somebody might come to me for coaching, I will always and always take them out even into my own garden here. And I live down on the beach, but I'll take them out there or we'll walk on the beach and we'll do energy work together on the beach and we will coach out there in nature. It's never done in an office um, I think that we coach each other at all at numerous times. I think even mm. with us, Liesl, recently we're all coaching each other at any given time. Mm. Um, so uh, I think the coaching, the coaching, and the the coaching is fantastic. And I think taking the bush into the coaching and doing these sort of retreats, but it's more allowing. And I think this is it. It's it's not about me coaching. It's about allowing Africa and her animals and her spaces to form a safe space for some for somebody or for anybody or for everybody to heal to recognize what's right for them to be to 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 live um the way it's going to be correct for them and i think that is really what it's all about so uh, you're still on the love for nature thing how has your love for nature and and you know the fact that you immerse yourself um in it um uh, or how is it still playing out in your being? How has it almost corrected your walk um, through life? It's corrected. It's corrected my walk in life in that I now have, I think it's something that you, you can share. And in sharing the absolute need, it's a bit like sharing the need for for respect for all, for all of this and res- sharing what is out there. And how right it can be, like Liesl and I were privileged enough to do work with an endangered rhino. Um, sharing with, really, with the world, even with my writing, how many amazing people are out there trying to touch the planet and make and heal this planet. Mm-hmm. Because this is really what we back to. So this is what we're all about. You know, it's not about even a coaching tool or me coaching somebody. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's about a great big planet that needs looking after and care and all the animals and all the creatures that live on it, be it a butterfly, a flock of birds, endangered birds, do you know that the flamingos were all being taken out by fish eagles in Kenya because they'd overfished Lake Navasha at one stage? I mean, so they were, so so the fish eagles were existing, so they had to stop the fishing to, to, you know, when we were there many years ago, this is what we saw. So we have to redress the good. And how do we redress the good? We don't need to learn things all the time. We have technology at our fingertips. I can turn on my computer. Well, I'm turning it on now. I'm just talking to you. Mm-hmm. So I can, whatever. Um, we can learn at the drop of a hat. Technology is advanced to that state. But what about actually going out there and being and experiencing it and feeling it and seeing it for yourself and then going back and saying, guys, here they are now. 800 gorillas left in the world. I think mm. they're up to 1,000. There are only are kidding? 300 adders, uh, adadoka, left in the world. They've all been hunted out. 30 of them are sitting on Nemba Island. There are 1,000 golden monkeys left in the world. Spent a day doing chimp habituation. How many chimpanzees are there? What is Uganda doing? What is Kenya doing? What's Daphne Sheldrick doing? All the elephants that she saved and rehabilitated and released back to the wild. What are people doing? If we can get out there and make the world aware of what can be done, 
and how we can tread lightly and save this planet. Surely that's all we need, just to make it that little bit of difference. So, so these treats share with other people, and hopefully they can go out and share with more and more and more and more and more. So we're nearly done, but I I do want to ask you, what do you think will happen or could happen if humans decide to, um, to start, uh, if humans start remembering that, that, that nature, um, animals included, of course, as, as, as part of our, you know, um, our our, I don't know our existence. Oh, that we are part of it because yes. we, for what do you some think reason, would happen? Yeah, what would some happen? Some reason we think we separate. we separate. Yes. Yeah. So, so what do you think would happen if the two come together? How? What beauty can come out of that? I think it would be absolutely beautiful, and I think that you would start restoring this planet, and I think you would start becoming aware mm-hmm. that we live in symbiosis, and mm-hmm. I think this is something we forget. That we are, as Liesl's just said, we are a part. We are not a part. It's a symbiotic mm-hmm. environment that we live in and we should be symbi- it should be symbiosis. We should learn from some, we should learn and we should give, we should work together. Animals, humans, all of us, if they started healing this planet, hmm. if they started caring for this planet, if they started to project peace and love as opposed to annihilation and destruction mm-hmm. if everybody started to work towards a safe beautiful space mm. we might stand a chance and we'll be right. kinder to one another also have got to be kinder to another one another we've got to start respecting one another we all do you must remember that we need the planet she doesn't need us that's where we're going to end yeah, that's well, where we're going to end. Because so <laughs> that's a beautiful end. I have to say that um, you're, you're uh, creating your day and wishing for this every day. I am sure that's playing a role. So thank you for that. Thank you for sharing with us. And uh, thank you for my lovely trip. From me, Liesl Tom, that's it. Bye-bye. So also Bye. from me, thank you very much for joining us. It was great. So I really had fun. So also from me, Shemaine Harris, to you listening to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. And um, yeah, remember, kindness is sexy. This is CliffCentral.com.